This is Melbourne calling. Welcome to Granny Bingo Wireless. It's time to apply your ointment. Toodle pip. Hey, come over here, go over there. Don't be scared now, yeah. Lift up your head, hold out your hand, pull up your pants now. Why did you pull down your pants? We only just met, but that's why I like you. People connecting, grandma's laughing, nostalgia and ethnic dancing. And that was the Chinese Laundry Blues by George Formby. As relevant today as it ever was, I think, love. Dead right, and I... You know that song, I can never remember the lyrics. Uh, That drives me crazy, I always get it wrong. I I would sing them for you now, but I don't know that the younger audience would appreciate them as much as we did in the 1940s. Yeah. Uh, Hello, everybody listening out there in podcast land. This is your nana, Edith Vale, here, and I'm joined by my best mate in the whole wide world. I would be nothing without her. Her name is Maureen (laughs) McGillicuddy. Ah, thanks, love, and g'day, Australia. (laughs) Of course, sadly, it's myself and Maureen and the ugliest woman you've ever seen in your life, Caroline Springs. Wave to the microphone, Caroline. You are hideous, Caroline. Caroline, that dress is terrible. What are you wearing, Caroline? It's it's awful. Caroline Springs actually won the uh, Port Augusta Miss Ugliest Woman, 1972. Mm -hmm. I hate you, Caroline, and you are hideous. If my dog had a face like yours, I'd shave its ass and teach it to walk backwards. I cannot... Believe that you would go out in public looking the sorry listeners. I've gone off track. Yeah, no, 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 no that's all right. It comes out of my mouth. I'm not always proud of the way that I speak to Caroline because I believe that you know everyone deserves a little bit of respect, but she really drives me over the edge. A few times I've threatened to shave Caroline's hair off, and uh, not I only threatened that because I've done it before. You remember it? I do. Yeah. I don't know how many. I I do it as frequently as I can when she really racks me off, you know. And the worst thing is that when you shave Caroline's hair off, she looks better. Like a boiled egg. A boiled egg with a bit of eyeshadow on it. Caroline, we're the cool girls and you can't hang out with us. Sorry. Caroline is a dumb mute, so luckily she won't be talking for the entirety of the podcast. Every now and then she scratches the mic. If you ever hear a little... little... Sound, you know, that's Caroline trying to say hello. Ignore her. Now, it's been a busy week for us, hasn't it, Morse? Oh, oh my God. Well, you know, the last few weeks we've talked about how bored we are. But this week, I haven't been bored. No, we've finally decided to do something. You know, we have been involved in many national crises over the years, and we're part of the Country Ladies Association, and, and we've always rolled up our sleeves and gone out there and helped whatever Australia needs, and we felt useless the last few weeks, so this week we decided that we were going to form, I, I guess you'd call it a, a, a vigil anti-gang, really, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's, what, that's what the police called it. As, as the president of our branch of the Country Ladies Association, I had to, I suppose, to assume responsibility for the formation of the gang uh, under Victorian law. We meant well. Yeah, oh, we got a lot of members... Uh, we, <laughs> You explain what we did, and I'll explain what the police told me we did wrong. Well, what we did is we decided, you know, there's been all these people breaking lockdown. People are, oh, you know, oh, oh, I need to go to my girlfriend's house, or, you know, oh, I need to meet this, this grinder bloke, or, you know, the poof, the, um, 
You can't uh, call them poofs. Pillow biters. Pillow biters. Um, Fag, um, yeah. Yes voters. Mm. The yes voters. Yes. The yes <laughs> Forget voters. that. Oh. You know, they're all going to meet each other. Oh, I need to take some MDMA with my mate. They're all breaking lockdown. And we decided, well, that's where we can step in. So a few of the girls from the home and from the Country Ladies Association and, and Maureen and Caroline and myself decided to go out and try and catch these people that are breaking the lockdown and, and ruining it for the rest of, of the state and for the country and Tasmania. So we borrowed Dorothy Bendel. You know Dorothy Bendel in room 242. Dot. Dotty Bendel. We borrowed her electric scooter. And we all climbed. She's a big lady. It's a large electric scooter. And uh, we all climbed on top. It's, it's just a ride on lawnmower. And they just took the blades off. If any of you have ever seen Mad Max, it looked something similar to that. Except instead of the, you know, the metal masks and things, um, we had the crocheted uh, breathing masks, you know, to keep us safe mm-hmm. from the COVID. And uh, we did have the heavy eyeliner on. We'd, we'd done that. And, and a few of the ladies had the bald heads because their wigs came off as we were zooming down Swanson Street yeah. in Melbourne. Yeah. But yeah, we went around, you know, looking looking for people breaking quarantine, and we found a few, didn't we, love? As as a president of the country, ladies, I have special dispensation uh, powers, and I find twelve hundred people uh, that I saw breaking the isolation rules. I, I take no prisoners. I take no prisoners in this kind of. I have to take this seriously, and if the police won't do yes, anything, and you had very extensive training with the Viet Cong. Didn't you love? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they—I trained them in, towards the end. And you know, if if you are going to walk down Collins Street during lockdown in a suit at two o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon and expect to get away with the excuse of, oh, my office is still open and I'm an essential worker and I had to come to work today. (laughs) I'm going to read through it, all right? I didn't come down in the last shower. If you want to get the tram going past the Alfred Hospital where people are suffering, dying from COVID-19 and tell me, oh, but I'm a nurse unit manager and I have run infectious diseases. I'm not an idiot. Don't talk down to me. You're 100% right there, Maureen. I'm so glad that we have spent the week doing this because we found so many people breaking lockdown. Of course, the first day we went out, I think it was the Tuesday. Was it the Tuesday? The Tuesday? No. Well, Monday was a public holiday. And Tuesday we we had the Uh, mushrooms soup for lunch at the ham, so it couldn't have been Tuesday. And Wednesday night, Wednesday. we were watching um, uh, Who Wants to... Master Master Chef. Chef. Master Chef and, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Friday... Uh, no, it was it was, it was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. we went out and um, we, we all took different parts of Melbourne. We split up. And uh, Maureen was down by the, the, Royal, the Royal Melbourne Hospital. And uh, mm-hmm. Caroline and I and Dorothy Bendel, we all took the sort of Carlton part, the corner there, and we went to the Shell service station because we thought that's a good spot to catch people. We did a stakeout. And uh, in yeah. drives this, this broad. And she's in her little car, you know, and she's sitting there. But couldn't have been older than, you know, 19, 18, 19, maybe mm-hmm. 20. Really? Sitting there with really? her pigtails, yeah. filled the car up. She went into the petrol station. She paid for her petrol. She bought, I, I think it was a, a Red Bull and a uh, Cherry Ripe. Mm. And she came back yeah, out right. to the car and she went to get into the car. 
What sort of cherry ripe? Was it the double chocolate one or just a regular f- d- d- dairy milk one? Just a regular one, I think it was. Oh, yum. Anyway, she she gets back into the car and she got her keys out. And like a, a king size, because I know at the counter they often sell the king sizes too, sort of medium sized ones in the one packet. Or did she just get a regular size cherry? I think you're right, love. I think it was the king size, actually. She, had, she did size. pick it up at the counter. I think that's right, yeah. Right, right, yeah, right. So she got back into the car and she got the keys out and she put the keys into the ignition. Well, I turned to Caroline. Did she have two? Sorry to keep interrupting. Did she have two, by any chance, of the cherry ups? Because often they're, they're the ones that they do. They do the, the two deals for on. No. A couple of bucks. No, she didn't. Yeah. No, she didn't, she didn't have the two. No, 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 no. Right, okay. Yeah. Do you have any more questions about the cherry ripe before I continue with the story. Well, I don't know. It's probably not so much a question. It's more of an assumption. I would say if she had a Red Bull and a Cherry Ripe, that uh, it would have been you buy those two for a discounted amount with your petrol. You're, you're very correct. It could have been, but it's not entirely relevant to the story. Oh, isn't it? Sorry, sorry. That would have been very annoying. Ah, uh-huh, sorry. Okay. Anyway, Dorothy Bendel and Caroline Springs and myself, we were parked on Dorothy's uh, electric scooter just around the corner from, and we're watching this girl and I'm looking at her and I said to the girls, look at her, you know, pigtails, 19 years old. This is a drug dealer and they are breaking quarantine to go around our state selling the ice and the Ekkies, and mm-hmm. I've, I watch a current affair, Maureen, you know I'm across. Uh, the African gangs, she's probably connected to the African gangs. Yeah. Was she African? She, well, I don't see colour. I literally cannot see colour. That, that is a medical condition that I have. Everything is just a blur of tangerine to me. Uh, it's just a shade mm-hmm. of tangerine, that's all I can tell. Anyway, Caroline jumped in front of this, this bird's car and I ran up to the window. Dorothy parked the uh, electric scooter behind the car so she couldn't go back and forth. I ran up to the window. I said, right! <laughs> I said, you're under citizen's arrest. I said, stick him up, love. You know, and, and she says, oh, what are you doing? I'm going to be late for work. I said, oh, work, is it? Work? Uh, oh, yes, you're an essential worker, are you? I said, oh, yeah, uh, I, I yeah. work at Coles, you know. I, 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 I just finished school last year. I work at Coles. I said, ah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. Oh, cool. Let's see if the coppers do, you know. And I grabbed her through the window by the ponytails. And I dragged her out of the car and uh, we handcuffed her to, uh, to Dorothy's wheelchair and we called the cops. Well, you wouldn't believe it, Maureen. And this is Daniel Andrews. The cops rock up and they say, we're the ones breaking her civil liberties. Well, I've never heard such <laughs> bullshit. What? I've never heard what? such oh. arrogant bullshit. Oh, oh, oh. That's rich. That's anyway, rich. Anyway, we ended up in jail. Uh, that must have been what? What time of the day was that? That would have been about oh one o'clock in the one thirty in the afternoon on the Tuesday. Yeah, one thirty. Well, that checks out. That's when I got the call. It was uh, you know Sergeant Fat Cat Donut Lover down at the cop shop. 
he rang because, you know, I, I had dispensed power and petty cash for us to have badges made, you know, metal badges. I don't think they look like police badges, personally, and that is what I, the evidence I'll be giving in court. But anyway, they were just to identify that we were from the Country Ladies Association, COVID-19 Social Distancing Task Force. Uh, and anyway, so they rang me because it had, you know, the, the, the details, the address and phone number of the Country Ladies Association branch. The Sergeant Barjas rings up. Oh, oh, hello there. Uh, is this Mrs. Maureen McGillicuddy? I said, it's actually Ms. Maureen McGillicuddy. Me husband's dead, mate. Oh, well, sorry about that, madam. I have a duty to call you today as the sergeant. I've arrested one of your friends. I said, oh, Caroline, again, you know, who got into trouble from flashing her puss-puss at the deli at the supermarket or something. No, 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 it wasn't that. Uh, it's Edith. My, my Edith is under arrest. Tell you, tell me what's going on right now. He said, it's best that you come in. So I went, got on the bus, and went to the cop shop, and walking out, guess who I saw walking out, Edith? I haven't told you this, guess who, who? I saw walking out of the cop shop? Not Molly Meldrum two again. Two police, two. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not Molly. It was two police officers. Guess how close they were to one another. Oh, let me guess. Less than a metre and a half. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. So I put them under citizen's arrest. It's my right as a Victorian, Absolutely. I can citizens arrest people, and, uh, you know, as a self-appointed uh, chief chief inspector of the task force of the Country Ladies Association, it's my right, right. to uh, arrest these two people. Anyway, the Sergeant Fatbum, he didn't find it very funny. And uh, that's that's how I've got involved with the uh, the legal proceedings. So obviously, we can't talk about it. It's before the court. The reason we bring it up, though, kiddies, is we're now... Facing a very expensive court case, and uh, there's some very high lawyer fees. And so whilst we can't talk about the court case, nor can we raise money mm. to assist us with that court case, mm. we thought this might be an appropriate time in the podcast to bring up the fact that we have a Patreon account. Uh, and, and not only that, Edith, I think you're forgetting to mention one thing, that we're legally obliged to tell you all that until we have a hearing at the Magistrates' Court. We're not allowed to try and influence your opinion or to just in case you, as a listener, a random member of the public, is brought in for jury duty. Yes, and we're certainly not allowed to say that if you are one of the jurors, that you should follow our social media, at Granny Bingo on Instagram, or Edith Violin Maureen McGillicuddy on Facebook, and get in touch with us if you end up on the jurors' panel, and we'll give you a large amount of cash. We would absolutely never, ever say that, would we? Can't say that. No. Can't say that. And we certainly can't, especially because of our influence in the community and uh, the fact that we're just poor old women, you know. We get a little bit confused sometimes. And, you know, we know that our fans like to protect us. We certainly can't tell you to share this podcast with all of your friends so they hear my side of the bloody story. We would never tell you to share this podcast with all of your friends on all of the social media platforms. Facebook, Instagram, the TikTok. Tick. Uh, I have no idea what that is, and I'm not going to learn it now, but tick, tick. No, uh, tick, tick. You know, we, wouldn't, we would never tell you to do that. And if you want to know more about the law, 
uh, specific to this case, I've already written up the case notes and the uh, the prosecutor's notes. And the, that's on at www.patreon.com forward slash granny bingo. Well, I think that's everything we've been up to this week. Shall we hear a word from our sponsors, love? Oh, we better. We've got to bring in money to pay Gina Liano, the lawyer, somehow. After the death of a spouse, many elderly Australians suffer from isolation and loneliness. With declining health and mobility, the death of friends and abandonment by their families, they wait out their final days, forgotten and alone. But there is hope. It's SeniorSinglesLoveMatch.com The only place to find that special someone to take the sting out of the few painful weeks you've got left. Just get on the scary computer box and browse hundreds of profiles of elderly singles near you. Check out their blurry and badly framed photos and get chatting. Search profiles by age, interest or medical condition. Like meeting new people? You're always new to a dementia patient. Whether you're after a deep connection or just someone to help rub in your ointment. Head to SeniorSinglesLoveMatch.com today. Because you can send an old dog new dick pics. Edith, Maureen and Caroline, without wires. It's Granny Bingo Wireless. Uh, well, uh, welcome back to Granny Bingo Wireless, Australia's number one podcast. Absolutely, for people over the age of 102. Uh, we're going to do a new segment now. This is called Edith Reviews Maureen's Shell Collection. Maureen has a lovely shoebox under her bed, don't you, love? I, that's dead right. I've collected shells now. How long? About, uh, when did I first go to the beach? Uh, 2017. Right. And uh, I've picked up every shell that I saw, and I put them into a little shoebox, and I have them underneath my bed. Yes. Uh, and uh, I'm going to pull them out one by one and uh, tell you, give you a rating out of one and 72 uh, as to how much I like that shell. Uh, I'll start mm. with this one. This looks like a pippy shell. That is a pippy. That's very, very good, Edith. Uh, I first started collecting the pippies. It was the second shell I ever picked up off the Edith, what is, what is that noise? Is it your... Oh, sorry, that's from you. That's my phone. I've never no, recognised right. the sound of it. I'm so sorry. No, no, that's, that's OK. Yes, so pippies as uh, uh, one of the most beautiful shows because they're so... I'm delicate. sorry, that's... You uh, can... It is very annoying. That it's is my voicemails. I've got voicemails. I don't know. I'm never sure how to check them. I'm sorry. Well, it's just a bit, it's just a bit, give, you can give me the phone. It's just a bit in, in, unprofessional, love. We're trying to do the Sorry, podcast. sorry, People sorry. People want to hear about sorry. my shells. People want to hear about right. my shells, Pippies, pippies. So, yes, Portsy Blackbeats. So, look, just, no, 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 don't worry about it. Just, you give me your phone. I'll quickly check your voicemails. People like that, actually. Do you know what? We got good feedback about your voicemails. Oh, that my segment, Edith checks her voicemails. Yeah, that's right. Edith well, I'm happy to voicemails. I'm happy to do it again, love, but I feel bad. You know, I know you wanted to do a two and a half yeah, hour segment on your show. I can cut it down a little bit, I suppose. All right, all right. Well, uh, in that case, um, uh, let's change the segment. Uh, hello, kiddies, and welcome to episode number two of Edith Checks Her Voicemails. And my shells can just go and get fucked. Language, ladies present. Here we go. All right, now, what do I have to dial here? 101. 
You have three new voice messages. You have seven saved messages to listen. Press one for message received today. Oh, Edith. It's Norma. Oh, it's I thought Norma. I'd just let you know. I was just staying at RGA. Oh, you wouldn't believe it. Soccer ball home. They've got on for twenty two ninety nine a kilo. Twenty two ninety nine. Oh, I know if I can fill over. It was not. I don't even remember the meat prices going Push up that much. <laughs> Message received today. Hello there, Edith. It's uh, Father Tom Dial oh, here yes. from the Lord of Our Souls Church. We uh, hope you're happy out and managing to oh, get in your prayers sweet. as frequently as possible. We just wanted to call uh, as a few of the uh, the younger parishioners and myself have been talking. And uh, we think I might be able to deliver Mass this Sunday. Still, oh. Edith, but unloading. Uh, I, I hope you don't mind, but one of the nuns here at the parish, Sister Lots Likes, runs the social media. And we saw your video with Maureen. So I guess you already have Zoom, and that's what we'll be using, to be sure. Uh, I, I just wanted to explain, though, how to run, Edith. By Gora, it's a special type of Zoom uh, that you need to pay for. I'm so sorry, but to, to make, oh. make it easy, you could just write out a check to the parish for $700, and we'll pay it for you on your behalf. Uh, and Mass will be at 11am on Sunday, uh, to keep that normal. And to make sure you can hear and see me properly, Edith, uh, we've had to engage a technology guru under God's supervision and asking for contribution from the parishioners to assist here as well. So uh, on behalf of the Almighty, I must ask that you also send a cheque for whatever you can afford, uh, say around maybe 100 or 300 or, you know, $1,000. It doesn't matter, Edith, whatever you can afford. There are quite expensive. Uh, I'm also keen uh, to make sure it's as authentic as, as if you're in the church, Edith. She'll be doing a pass around. Uh, uh -huh. Sure, listen, God needs you to find a hat, one that should fit into a postage box and fill that with money, Edith, and mail it to us. God will protect you on your journey to and from the post office. Looking forward to seeing you on Sunday, Edith. Uh, I'll try again next week to explain what uh, we, uh, sorry, what God needs from you for next Sunday. God be with you. Message received today. Oh, yeah, g'day, Edith. My name's Tarson. I'm calling you from Bannons in Marabin. Um, you've got uh, an order. I just want to let you know that one. we've got all that stock in now. Um, so just to confirm, delete, uh, we've got delete. 50 metres of super absorbent pattern. Push the delete um, A shell-shaped kiddies pool and a concrete reinforced standalone toilet seat riser. Oh dear. Um, now also there's another order here which seems like it's the same household. Oh, really? Um have you got a sister or something called Caroline Springs? <laughs> Her order, she got five medium sized plastic garden bins, a pack of ten thousand metal ball bearings, a mixed pack of nuts and bolts, five times ten kilo pack of high strength fertilizer. 100 metres of electric wire, an alarm clock, and one match. Just let her know, we don't actually sell one match. We kind of have to sell a pack of about 500. Now, when you come out, um, allow about half a day wow. because you're going to have to line up to get in the shop. We have to COVID-19 test you in the car park, and then once you're in, you'll have to line up at the orders counter. Can't have more than two people in an aisle. So, um, yeah, allow at least half a day. Anyway, yeah, this is Tyson from um, Bunnins Moorabbin. If you want to give me a call back, um, I'm on 9... 
Message received today. Hello, Edith. My name is Marilyn, and I'm calling you from APIA Australia, which is Australian Pensioners Insurance Agency. Just giving you a quick courtesy call today to let you know that the pet insurance policy that you've got with us is up for renewal. Um, I've got here on the system, it's a little female dog. It's a little bitch. Right, she um, is a bitch. Um, her name is Caroline. I, I don't I had forgotten I shined her up here. Um, but yeah, if you could give us a call back, and then sh- and I'm, I trust that Caroline's fit and healthy and well, um, but just want to make sure that we've got uh, that policy back up to date. So give me a call back. From, I'm from AP Australia, and the number is 1800. <laughs> I'm not paying for that. Lucky you had her chipped, and thank God I had her dissexed. Decision man, Flo Rally. Hey, what's happening? You got your little home applies, man. Hey, yo, what's poppin', man? It's your boy Bow Easy, man. Check it out. <laughs> Granny Bingo Wireless. Uh, well, welcome back uh, to Granny Bingo Wireless. I'm not sure where Maureen... She went for a tea break, and I'm not sure where... She... Maureen! Maureen! Come... Where are you? I've got you! I've got you! What is... Oh, God, she's in the laser force. What are you doing? Come back, we're recording an episode. What? What? Come back, we're, reco- we're recording an episode of the podcast. Uh, yeah, all right. Doesn't matter, Caroline, because I won anyway. Look at the scoreboard. Sorry, where have you been? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I beat Caroline. I, I, there were three wars in a row. Three wars in a row. The laser force. No, no, no. I've got the new chest. No, 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 no. We wouldn't want our listeners thinking that we've spent our Patreon money installing an authentic 1999 time zone laser force dark maze. Oh, no. Here in the bunker. No, no, I've always had that. I've always had that. It's always been there. The Patreon money has nothing to do with it. The lawsuit has nothing to do with it. And no one investigate our tax oh, returns. Where, where do these people get off suspecting me of fraud? Oh, I'm so offended. Oh my god, Caroline, the war's over. You can't shoot me out here. Ah, Caroline won. She cheated, though. Oh, anyway, what what segment are we doing now, Edith? Well, as I was saying, we are very loving and giving women, and this segment is all about love and giving. Unlike a lot of the gay bars that a lot of our listeners frequent, which is all about love and taking. Taking, yes. We are about to do our favourite segment, which is called Agony Grands. Agony Grands! And this is a segment where people can write in with their problems and we'll have a read through them and give you some loving, gentle, grandmotherly advice. Have you printed them out, love? I did. I've got the uh, envelope. Here we go. There you go. Take Shall that. I read the first one? Go first, please. All right, all right, here we go. Uh, hello, ladies. I am probably closer to your age than a lot of your listeners. <laughs> I like this writer already. Uh, And I've never been fantastic with technology. Preaching to the choir there, love. (laughs) You are. (laughs) But I've always managed to get by at work if there is someone to show me how to use a new system or new hardware. Since I've been working from home, and we've talked about working from home before, since I've been working from home, I have been really struggling. There's days where I feel I get next to nothing done. How do you adapt to new technology? And that's from Barb in Bermagui. Uh, Bermagui, beautiful spot too. 
very good question. You know, a lot of a lot of people from our generation are struggling with the working oh. from home. Any advice from you, love? Well, look, I, I said before preaching to the choir, I undersell myself in this aspect of life in technology. I, I almost do it to sort of be empathetic to people. I, I, I say, oh, I'm not, I'm terrible at technology, but I actually think I'm quite good. You know that, Edith, that I'm all right, because I, I know how to connect all the... You know, all the uh, hi-fi. Well, I know you have a bedside table full of uh, AA batteries, but that's about it, as far as I know. I'm a tech head. Uh, my nephew was a tech head. Did you oh, know that? Oh, really? Yeah. No, oh, no. Meth head. Meth Sorry. Head. Oh, I knew Sorry. that. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> you can tell. His mouth looked like they had goalposts in them. Well, Bob, this is look. It is tough. I, I, I sympathise with you, Bob. It's, it's not easy. Uh, what I've tried to do is keep up as things are released. You know, you hear about them on the radio, you read about them in the newspaper of this new technology. I try to get on top of it straight away. I, I, I call my grandson and get him to explain it to me. Most of it's double dutch, if I'm being honest, but you take the time to learn. Uh, look, I'll give you a few quick handy hints. Uh, first of all, you need to make sure that you're uh, on Zoom. I've heard of this. Yes, we used it to do our video the other day, love. Do you remember that one? With on the Facebook, camera? yeah, we did a Facebook mm -hmm. video. Mm -hmm. So you have to do Zoom on Facebook, and you've do you cl you've got a clock on to Zoom? No, you tap off. You tap off. You tap, tap off. off. Right, so right. yeah, so uh, you do you do Zoom on Facebook, right. and that will connect you to the internet. So once you're connected to the internet, that's when you can start on. Uh, at eBay, at eBay dot com, right. So right, and then once you once you've got that, you can do SMS on your on your phone. You know when you get the little text messages yes. from from your family. Uh, do you have to load the modem? No, 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 no. You don't do the modem till much much later. Right. You've got to make sure your printer is on though. If you don't have your printer on, you're in real okay. strife because it it yes. won't it'll disconnect you. Uh, so once you once your printer is on, the next step is to get your cookies. So do you have cookies, Edith? Uh, yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've 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 got quite a few cookies. Good. Well, you need those because otherwise uh, you'll get a virus. And, right. Uh, and cookies are the only thing that can get rid of a virus. So, Bob. Uh, if it's okay to get a virus, from what from my experience, it's all right to get a virus as long as, long as you've as you got cookies cookie. after, right. and that you're on Zoom at the right. same time. Yes. Um, so I think I don't know. I, that's as simple as I can I can make it. Yes, very good advice. I think we're at risk of turning into a tech podcast <laughs> with that oh, yeah, advice, yeah, Maureen. Yeah. I'd have to change the classification of our podcast. I'm not doing that. I wouldn't have no idea how to change in the, the classification of the podcast. Well, yes. I mean, look, if you're not much of a tech head like Maureen, you know, she does all of all of the tech stuff in the home for us. And <laughs> I can't really follow it, Bob. But I'm reading into your letter here, and it says there are days where I feel like I get next to nothing done. Well, love, if that's the case, I recommend getting a job in the state 
government in oh, Victoria. Yeah, yeah. yeah, in Victoria. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you follow state politics, but our bloody bastard of a premier, Daniel Andrews, he does bastard. bagger all. He sit- he's been sitting on his hands for four months doing yeah. all. you know. Yeah. He's a- yeah. Him and his bloody wife, you know, uh, Catherine, you know. He's oh, like, Queen he's like the first lady of the state, you know, oh, bastards. The, the yeah. two of them are both bastards, yeah. you know. He's, he's like, you know, the, the old f- singer song of Sixpence poem, you know. He's the bloody king in the counting house counting all his money while the queen is in the parlour eating bread and honey. That is yeah. that is them to a <laughs> that, tea, the two of them. Perfect. That's it, perfect. I tell you, the only people that do anything in the bloody state government in Victoria, I know you're from New South Wales, you're lucky you've got good old Gladys up there, but in Victoria, we're, we're basically prisoners. We are prisoners within our own homes. We uh, are. And the only people in the state government of Victoria that do anything is the bloke that takes level crossings away. I want the level crossings back, and I want them back now. They're the only yes. people that do anything. The rest of them sit up there, fat cats. Oh. Uh, shall we move on to the next? Uh, the I next. hope that helped you, Bob. I, I hope, hope that's helped, helped, Bob. I hope that's God helped bless you. I'd hate for you to lose your job. Um, right, next letter here. Do you want to read this one, love? Uh, here we go. Uh, I am very close to my sister. Going on holiday is a joy, as we both like the same things. It's easy. However, we have a third sister who recently said, Are you going away this year? It would be lovely if we all went together. Although we love her, she can be quite awkward and embarrassing at times. How do we say we don't want her to come without hurting her feelings? Thank you, Grant in one faggy. I have been asked this question many times before, Grant. And the answer is you can't. You can't do it without hurting her feelings. So just Mm. hurt them, Grant. We all have a sibling we love less. You know, look at the Minogues. Danny is doing incredibly well. Brendan, you know, I've heard he's gotten a promotion recently. Channel What's Kylie been doing lately? You hear nothing. You hear nothing. Nothing. Yeah. nothing. There's always one that's struggling a little bit, you know. It's no different than Peter. Peter? You know, Peter. Peter. Peter Brady. Oh, of course. Sorry, yeah, of course. Yeah, he has the same problem. He does have the same problem, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he might also be dead. But yes, yeah, absolutely. You know, you've just got to rip that band-aid off, Grant. What I'll do is is write a post on Facebook listing out the things that really bug me about that person. I don't put their name in there. I just say, one of my friends is doing this. Take this as, you know, a, a hint. And they always get it. You know, I put one up the other day. I hate you because you use too much hairspray and your hair is too high. Uh, I hate having to share a bunker with you. Uh, I hate having to sit with Caroline while you're in the toilet making awful noises and splashing sounds. Uh, I hate it when you are on the phone talking to your family and you laugh because your laugh sounds like a serial killer who's had a knife stuck in their throat. I hate it when you cook because you're a terrible cook and you're fat and your bum's too big and it doesn't actually fit in any of your pants anymore and you you wear clothes that don't fit you. I hate that you got more attention than me during World War II. I hate that you've got a pretty name that starts with E 
and ends with a TH because that's a beautiful way of writing names and I don't have a beautiful name like that. I hate every time we record the Granny Bingo Wireless podcast that you speak over the top of me. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on a second. Hang on a second. This isn't about anyone I know, is it? Well, I just told you the, the art of this feedback is to not tell the person directly. So I wouldn't, I'm not going to tell you. Right. Okay, well, to Grant, who has quite a fondness for one of his sisters, uh, who comes from Wonthaggy, the incest capital of Australia, good luck, love. Good luck. Hope you enjoy the holiday. Enjoy, and, you know, uh, my love to your family, and probably your love to your family as well. All right, do, do we have time for one more, or? Yes. Can you just pass that over here? There you go. Thank you. Uh, this one is... Oh, this is from overseas. How exciting. Wow. Oh, wow. I don't think we've had a letter from overseas in this season No, yet, we've got one we? from Hobart. I think this might be from a little tacker. This is written in grey lead. Uh, here we oh, go. Oh, gorgeous. I hate school. It is as simple as that. I find the work boring and I'm often just gazing out of the windows. My mum has warned me that if I carry on like this, I'll get a dead-end job. I'm worried about this situation. I'm wondering if there are any tips you could suggest which might help me improve the situation. And that's from David in London. Wow, hello David. Your handwriting is so neat, David. So congratulate. That's absolutely gorgeous. And thank you for taking the time to write us a letter. We really appreciate that. David, Nana Maureen has got some advice for you. And don't tell your mummy, because your mummy might think that this is silly. Um, If you hate school, that means that school isn't for you. School wasn't for me. I didn't school at all. Uh, We went to a boarding school. It was a Catholic regional boarding school. We had to live at school, didn't we, Edith? Yes, it was called the uh, Lord of Our Souls uh, Agricultural Boarding School for Young Ladies. And uh, we learnt a lot there, David. Regardless of how much we learnt or how nice our teachers were, because our teachers were very lovely, apart from Sister Cuntsmith, she was was a bit of a meanie, David. (laughs) She was a real bully sometimes. Anyway, David, school wasn't for me. I hate every day I'd wake up crying every day when I had to go to get out of bed and shower with the other girls in front of the PE teacher it was just it was just I got really worked up so I left in the 10th form and joined the army and Edith joined the army too I and did, yes. I, I just went to war and I learned lots of great skills and made lots of terrific friends so David If you don't like school, you just have to hope that a giant world war starts. Maybe a nuclear war with with North Korea or something fun. And then you can join the army and you'll learn everything you need to learn and you'll have fun doing it. Of course, there are many boys that join the army that uh, aren't so successful as fighters but are still very popular in the army if you know what I mean, Maureen. I've learnt about this uh, from a lot of the regular visitors to our little evening that we host in Melbourne uh, called Granny Bingo, and we get a lot of the, um, you know, the... the, the uh, Diverse, diverse people. We used to call them queer, but now we call them queer. 
You know what I'm talking about, you know. The, they walk the around with a limp because, you know, something traumatic's happened to them. I've learned about their chosen lifestyles from these people that come to our little evening. And, uh, yes, they were all very popular in the army, although they weren't that good in the army. And, and reading into your lifestyle, and all I know is that your name is David and you live in London. And I know that all men that live in London are homosexuals, yeah. and all men named David are homosexuals. So you are a yeah. double whammy homosexual, yeah. David. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you don't really need to uh, have any qualifications for the life that you're going to live. It'll be a short life. I'm sure it'll be lots of fun. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, would, I wouldn't be buying any Christmas presents for anyone later this no. year, love. Um, because, you know, you're probably not going to make it that long. Uh, and if you do make it, David, uh, look, I, we've just outed you, so you won't, you probably won't be invited to Christmas. I don't think you will be invited to Christmas, family, David. I, I think you would have been lucky to in the first place. Anyway, um, judging by the fact that you've written in grey lead, I hope you enjoy high school, and uh, please share the podcast with all your friends. Oh, hang on a minute, David. Sorry, I've just, I've just turned this letter over. David's letter, uh, it says here, uh, David Walsh, Villiers Street, Charing Cross, London, WC2N6NG, United Kingdom. That's his address. State of birth. Oh, my giddy art. Uh, 9th of April, 1984. He's not in high school. Oh, he's a teacher. What, what an... Earth is Her Majesty thinking hiring homosexuals to be teach. Well, I'm glad Yuck. you've given his address, love. I'm keeping that address in the podcast, and I want everyone listening to write complaints to David, who the the big proud limp-wristed Nancy, who is yeah. ruining the future of the United Kingdom by by being a homosexual. Anyway, oh, I hope you have a nice time at Villiers Street, Charing Cross, London. WC2N6NG in the United Kingdom. I hope you have a lovely day living there, David Walsh. Well, that's it for Agony Grands. Um, if anyone listening to this needs some advice, uh, please send it, send it in. Send in your questions. Uh, we'd be happy to help. Hey, kids and families with kids in them, are you looking for something fun for you to do? Then come on down to Marco's Family Funtime Land at my place. We've got a shit ton of stuff that's fun for every person of most ages. Experience thrills and spills riding a shopping trolley down the driveway. I can push it really fast. Climb inside the big scary box. When you close the lid, it's really dark. Don't get too scared and shit yourself. Play with the hose. Watch out for the water, you fucking idiot. And for the little ones, there's homemade Play-Doh. But don't eat it, it's got weed killer in it. And when you've had enough excitement, relax in one of our luxurious chairs and try the weird green biscuits I got from Aldi. We're conveniently located next to the vacant lot behind the shops in Epping. So stop being a dipshit and come to Marco's Family Funtime Land at my place. You're a dickhead if you don't. Welcome back to the most listened to podcast in the entire Solar System, Granny Bingo Wireless, thanks for tuning in, buddy. Good on you, Cobber. Good on you. Uh, we're so thrilled 
to have so many wonderful people listening, but also so many wonderful people involved in this podcast. Um, and we're out, we're about to get one of our regular guests on. Um, this guest's name is Beryl Beltbuckle. We we didn't have her here last week. I think she was recovering from the incidents that she had uh, in the episode the week before. Beryl hosts a regular cooking show uh, called yeah. Beryl's Budget Baking. She also hosts a, uh, a night once a week on pornroulette.com and uh, she's a huge star on there. She's uh, really taken off. I haven't... I, you know, you, you never really like to watch your friends work, do you? Like, never. You know, she hasn't yet successfully accomplished one of her recipes. She is one of the least organised women I know. We all have one of these people in our life, you know. She couldn't organise a root in a brothel with a fistful of fifties, you know. Hopeless. Absolutely hopeless. But you people keep saying that you enjoy her little segment, so we brought it back. We had a week off. She's back again for one of her little cooking segments. Let's hope she actually finishes the recipe this time. Oh, yeah. Well, she's become very popular with everyone. She's the Rebecca Black of the Granny Bingo Wireless Podcast. I can't really work out why everyone loves her. Uh, but let's hope and let's see how this week's Beryl's Budget Baking goes. Beryl's Budget Baking. Hello. Today's recipe is a gorgeous meatloaf. Not the singer. This is actually a loaf made out of meat, like bread, but meat bread. Now, Piggy, quite, quite Piggy, my little dog Piggy. Now, some meatloaf is, is, Piggy, Piggy, shush, shush, some meatloaf is quite dry, see, this my Piggy, Piggy girl, girl. This meatloaf is quite moist. Oh, piggy. you happy hey philippines uh this is ed sheeran what i love about the philippines is it's actually my biggest market in the world uh weirdly enough um i found this out the other day uh please check out my new song shape of you and castle on the hill and i'll see you all soon it's where celebrities come to have fun <laughs> granny bingo wireless well uh <laughs> it rolls around so quickly Thank you, everybody, for tuning in for another week. That we're nearly at the end of the podcast, Edie. But I just wanted to say to all of our listeners and everyone out there, your family and friends too, thank you for doing what you've done to try and flatten the curve because it's it's it could have gone one of two ways. We could be in an awful strife like the rest of the world, but Aussies, we get behind each other and we help each other out. So congratulations to you. To the point that this weekend, in some states, they're relaxing the laws. You can have people come to your house then i know i know in the northern territory eddie i was reading in the on the news the other day 
that uh, they're going to open all the pubs and bars and the casino in the Northern Territory. What a shame that there's no one that lives in the Northern Territory to actually go to those bars. You know? That is going to be a challenge for them, but uh, but hopefully they get through. Uh, and we've got to wrap up. I'm sorry that, that uh, we've got to finish the episode. We've, we're applying for JobKeeper uh, and yes. JobSeeker. Tune in next week because we've got a great episode uh, for you. So uh, tune in next week. We will tell you what keeps Barnaby Joyce up all night. Uh, I'll be performing my best Austin Powers impersonations. That makes me horny, baby. Yeah. And we're going to answer the age-old question, something that's bugged me for years. Why does she sell seashells by the seashore? But until next week, remember, the problem is not the problem. The problem is your attitude to the problem. Oh, that's beautiful. Is that uh, Sigmund, Sigmund Freud? No, it's it's Captain Jack Sparrow. Oh, from the Pirates great of the Caribbean. You love him. You love I him. love him. I love him. He's wonderful. <laughs> Hooroo, have a great week, everyone. And don't forget, call your family. And wash your undercarriage. <laughs> I mean, Beryl is one of the the least organised women I know. You know, she couldn't organise yeah. a, a fuck in a brothel with a fistful of fifties. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that, that was really offensive. <laughs> you're allowed to say a like... fuck in a brothel. You can, well, you're allowed to say it. <laughs> you are allowed to say fuck in a brothel. But there's just something so confronting about Edith. Edith, Edith. Oh right, sorry. It was the fuck that you had the problem with, not the. Connotation of Beryl being. <laughs> oh, I've pissed. never been fucked I'm by Edith pissed. before. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. So what would be, what would Edith say? A root. A root, in, a root in a brothel. A root in a brothel. Sorry, I'm sorry. I've course. never complained about a root in a brothel before. <laughs> I'm, I'm forgetting. Especially if I'm forgetting my manners. I'm so sorry, Maureen McGillicuddy. Here we go. Um, you know what Beryl's like. She couldn't organise a root in a brothel with a fistful of fifties. <laughs>